banana 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 I'm Maria. And I'm Hannah. <laughs> and, and this is <laughs> The Pleasure's All Mine. <laughs> what? A podcast where we talk about you up, you haul. And everything in between. <laughs> we are so glad that you're back. We're so pleased. Shout out to all our subs and Pam. Thank you for coming back. Today we have something so special for you. <laughs> It's so very special. Ooh, let's get into it. Today, we're getting into fuckboys. Um, we've all been on the other end of one. Some of us have been one. We're not here to judge. Mm-mm, quite the opposite. We're going to give you a toolkit to survive any fuckboy and a mirror in case you are one so you can <laughs> reflect. Should we start with getting into our own fuckboy stories? Yes. <laughs> you yes. Go yes. First? <laughs> yes. We are in a silly mood today. <laughs> we are. In a I'm, silly mostly, mood. it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Maria, you go first with your fuckboy story. All right, I'm going to do one um, short one from college and then tell you another one that's more recent. Okay. So let's call this person person B. Okay, because they're not person A. <laughs> <laughs> Should they be person F for fuckboy? <laughs> yeah. okay. Let's call person, this person person F. Yeah. So me and person F had already been friends for years. We had gotten pretty close. I mean, friends for years. Yeah, like party friends. We weren't like mm-hmm. best friends or anything. Um, we had gotten pretty close during this production. <laughs> I'm laughing because Hannah's enjoying her wine during this. <laughs> I'm also looking at my list, literally the list of people I've slept with to I see thought, about the fuckboy I thought you were taking a selfie of you drinking your wine. That's what I was laughing. No, I'm consulting my official capital L I list. I love that. Your encyclopedia. My encyclopedia. Yes. That has a lot of vowels or a lot of syllables. Oh. I mean. <laughs> Welcome to the least hinged episode of... Okay, so anyways... <laughs> So we had gotten close during a production um, because we were both actors and we were spending a lot of time together. We were hooking up. I would like stay the night over his place sometimes. We had a really, really, really good time. And there were even some times where he would like before our costume change, like right before our scene when it was just us backstage, he would like push me up against the wall back behind the wings. and like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) very spicy times. Very spicy backstage. One day he just stopped talking to me. Oh my God. And I don't mean like he goes to me like I didn't see him anymore. I meant like we still shared classes. I still saw him in the hall. We still had like mutual friends. And he literally would look over at me like a blank face. Like I was dead. Like I was like a ghost. God, I hate when people do that. Yeah, he did do it. He did it for a while. And I was even like, sometimes I would try to talk to him about something that had like nothing to do with us. Like I was just like, like I would need his signature for something because obviously I was in a lot like a lot of clubs and stuff like that. And we both were actors. Like, of course, we were going to run into each other and need to work on projects and stuff. Right. And he was giving me nothing, Mm -mm. nothing. It was wild. I don't know what changed, but one day we were just like talking again. And it's actually really funny because like we were fine after that. And I was in his city for something a few years ago and he saw on Instagram and he was like, Maria, why wouldn't you tell me you were in my city? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Ma'am. But like we had been fine for like after and stuff, but I was just like. (laughs) Still no. (laughs) I just find that so funny. So that was my person F from college. So that was the time I was like traumatized from a hookup with somebody. Well, not even a hookup, like a situationship. We didn't have right. the language for that yet. I think situationship is like a really good word that's been totally. inserted into our vocabulary. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And one, I'll say that happened this year, 2022. I'll call this person, person X. Go on. (laughs) 
makes Arthur fest. (laughs) (laughs) Clench his entire body. (laughs) No. Um, So with person X, I had a really big crush on them. I made sure I told them because I'm brave. They told me that they also had feelings for me. We, I thought we were like moving in like a really good direction. It Mm -hmm. seemed like we were getting pretty close. And then I felt like they were kind of being like hot and cold. You know, everybody you're seeing is also seeing other people more than like more often than not. I think it's really important to like accept that. Totally. And understand that. And you see other people, too. Yeah. And um, when one of the other people was around, this person would just like not acknowledge me Mm -hmm. or talk to me, really. Like they weren't like looking me in the eye blank or anything, but they were just like it was a clear shift Mm -hmm. in the energy. And they forgot something that we had like planned together and just a few other things that I felt like, okay, they're being hot and cold. So I was like, when I start to feel like an option, I just remove myself from the equation. So we ended up talking one-on-one and it's like wild to even say this, but they were like gaslighting me. Like they were like, Mm -hmm. I didn't even know you had feelings for me. And then they were like, you were taking your rejection really harshly because I wasn't interested anymore. And I was like, both of those things can't be true at the same time. Like, which is it? Right. You know? And right. Like if you didn't know I had feelings for you, you couldn't have been rejecting me. Yeah. Like I was like, what are you saying? And so everything that they like accused me of like I went like one by one like to the points like addressing Mm -hmm. it because I was just like shocked and in the moment I was really annoyed because I was like what the hell like I'm like the nicest person and they were like accusing me of all this stuff and I was like are you kidding me so I was like kind of mean that night but not really mean like I was firm in my boundaries you are advocating for yourself a hundred percent and there's a part two to the story but I'm gonna save this part two for um one of the questions to tell yeah. like, my anecdote. Yeah. To one I also just want to pop in and say that as one of Maria's, someone who's been a crush of Maria at some point in life, <laughs> like you're, I've never met anyone who's dealt with like, I mean, not that my love for you is unrequited, <laughs> but like, I really have like, I've never, I haven't met very many people in my life who are so, um, unbothered by unrequited crushhood, like yeah. you have, like you talk about it, like the sandwich thing. Like, okay, yeah. I'm just gonna go get a different, like go to a different place. Yeah. Like, it's not this deep thing. No, and so especially I can't, like before you're like, like it's different if you're like with somebody, like right. in a relationship. But like before a dynamic has been negotiated, yeah, it's okay to have a crush that's unrequited. Like that's yeah normal and good, probably. Totally. And your desires are there for a reason. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad I had a crush on you because we have a podcast now. <laughs> Which like, is I'm so glad much we better spoke. than a relationship. Yes. <laughs> like I'm glad that I had like the urge to speak to you because mm-hmm. that turned into us like talking and realizing like we had so much in common yeah. and seeing that there was a friend vibe there. And yeah. like now it's like obviously we were meant to be in each other's lives. Like yeah. I couldn't have guessed. Like I don't think the universe would be like, hey, you need to have a podcast with <laughs> Ask Anna, she so that you can, yeah, no. Yeah, like, so, like, everything happens for a reason, you know? Yeah. Super cool. Completely. <laughs> okay. I think I've decided what, what fuckboy story of mine to talk. I have so Yay! many. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I have two really short ones. Okay. And then I have one, like, positive one, like, one gold star. And the gold star is for a person who listens to this podcast, so... I know they've been waiting for me to give them a gold star. And I kind of did when we talked about our first date episode because we had a really good first date. But I have a gold star for them to give out. So I love um, that. I know. They'll make a repeat. They were like, when are you going to talk about me? (laughs) In a cute way, in in an adorable way. Is this the gymnast? No, not the gymnast. Um, uh, Johnny Bravo. Oh, Johnny Bravo. Yeah, I have a gold star for Johnny Bravo. Okay, yay, gold star. Um, So so a while ago, back like a few years ago years? i was dating this guy yeah i mean like maybe like a oh, year oh wait half. this like isn't johnny bravo no no, no. Oh, oh i was no. like <laughs> no, no no this was the summer of 2020 actually okay, so it was like it. actually at this point about two years ago okay um i went on a couple dates with this guy and he was saying i was with a, i had a primary partner at the time that i was dating other people and we were had a polyamorous dynamic and um this guy uh was like i um 
I'm polyamorous. And I was like, perfect. And then basically the short story is like, we went on a few dates. I like painted for him. It was so like, we had like some like intense connections. We did like our birth, like it wasn't our birth chart, but it was some kind of astrological something, whatever. That's amazing. Um, Yeah. Well then anyways, he was like, anyways, I'm also like, my name is Hannah. And he was like, um, I started dating this girl named Hannah and we're monogamous now. So like, (laughs) nice knowing you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I feel like, um, we haven't gotten to like the episodes on non-monogamy that I feel like are in our inevitable future. But if you are telling people that you are polyamorous, but what you mean is just that you're dating multiple people until you find someone you want to be monogamous with. I have to explain to you right now that you're not polyamorous. You're just dating. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Not the same names. (laughs) The same, the same name. And yeah, and just based on being queer in Richmond, I've discovered another connection. Like just like there's like a lot of connections with everyone in like the world. By world, I mean like the Richmond, Virginia. That's hilarious. Yeah. I thought you so were going to say you've met. I can't even say that because it's too specific. <laughs> it won't give so much away. But. I thought you were going to say you've met so many queer Hannahs. So. <laughs> You're like just by being queer. Well, I also have. I have. There's a lot of. Yeah. I feel like being having uh being a woman named hannah and being like bisexual or at least like like to the queer side of queerness (laughs) is just running rampant in this city that's hilarious um my other really quick story is that a couple months ago like early 2022 i was seeing this guy and like i thought things were going well um but he was kind of straight and vanilla um but we yeah. had fun together and um, eventually like things just got weird and he kind of strung me along for like a few weeks. And I was like, I mean, I'm me. So I was like, I want to see you. Like, I understand people get busy. Like, I'm not going to take, I try not to like take things too deeply until I have a reason to. Um, so it eventually like devolved from going on dates and like intentionally spending time together to just like come over and drink wine and watch a movie kind of thing. But then, yeah. It was just weird. So um, one night, finally, he was like, I don't really want to like see each other anymore, but I'd like to be friends. And I said, you've never been my friend. You haven't been acting like a friend to me. You like strung me along for like two-ish weeks. And I don't want to be your friend because you haven't been being nice to me. 100%. And this is something that we discussed that we recorded, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that we ended up releasing it. Yeah, I don't think we did. Where we were saying friendship is not the default to a romantic interaction not working out. Like if I met you on Hinge and we went on some dates and then you didn't want to date me, being my friend is a promotion. Like you don't just get to default to being my friend. You have to like actually be a friend. Exactly. Like I have standards for my friends. I love my friends. Arguably my standards for friendship are higher (laughs) than my standards (laughs) for people that I spend time with in a romantic or sexual way. You're so funny. Shout out to my wife, Katie, my straight (laughs) wife. (laughs) Who I met finally. Yes. And I love. How could you not? She's perfect. Love you. My straight wife. Love you. (laughs) My straight wife. We're monogamous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like sure my you slang. Are. Yeah. Monog. <laughs> Monog. Um, Nog. Yeah. Like being, if you want to actually be friends with somebody, then yeah, you can say like, let's be friends, but not, don't just say you that to blankly. Be a friend. Yeah. yeah. And not, oh, I was just treating you like crap for a few weeks. Let's be friends. Right. No. No. Like clearly you can't be my friend. Yeah. So on the flip side, Johnny Bravo Right. Um, this person that I had seen a couple times and like he wasn't really looking for anything super serious. I was kind of looking for something that could grow. And so I just got to a point where I was like, I can't prioritize time with someone who's not looking for like a growth thing, which is fine. Like it was like a, yeah. And it was in like a zero, uh, I didn't have any bad feelings about it. It was just like, we're in different places and I like think he's fantastic and I care about him. So we texted about it. He was like, do you want to keep seeing each other? Like, he straight up asked me, like, do you want to, we haven't seen each other in a while. Like, are you still interested? And I was like, honestly, I can't really, like, prioritize 
like such a casual connection. I'm like looking to settle into something. And he was like, that's totally fine. He basically was like, hell yeah. And I was like, I really do want to be friends. Um, and I don't always say that because like yeah. we talked about, like that's a promotion. But I was like, I do really like you. And I like, we like started watching this funny show on Netflix together. So we have like, we have like a relationship, yeah. right? And um, we really want our dogs to be friends. So oh. I know he's so that's sweet. Precious. <laughs> Dog so dates. I was like, I really do want to be your friend. And he was like, absolutely. And then he immediately started talking about friend things. Like he was like, he asked me, I think it was right after we had been to a mic and he was like, how is the open mic? And I was telling him about how I hate man, men who do stand up comedy. <laughs> and he was like asking me questions and like carrying on. So flash forward, like a little while later, he like listened to one of our episodes of the podcast and gave us some like solid feedback. I mean, like some That's like amazing. really, he was like, Hey, like I just listened. Do you want to hear what I thought or like how the audio was and stuff? And then, um, he was basically like, do you want to like hang out casually? Like basically like proposed <laughs> sneaky linky ship to me <laughs> and sneaky linky ship. Yeah. And I was like, yeah I was like thanks so much like that's awesome like I really appreciate that and I was like yeah I can't like here's like kind of the energy that I can spend and like what I'm available and unavailable for and he was like perfect yeah like I just like I'd love to see you and like love to like be involved with you in that like way and it was like adorable and so no, I know nice. that's why I'm laughing he's like any spot you have I yeah. <laughs> Any needs you have, I can fill. <laughs> well, and it's just so like great, cute. and like, yeah, and like, yeah, it was just like so the opposite of fuckboy behavior. All of his female friends give him rave reviews. He's a good boy, TM. He's a good boy, TM. He is so good guy. Um, yeah. So I I tell that story because I feel like it is it is the the opposite of fuckboy behavior is to like say, hey, this is like what I'm looking for. This is what I'm available for. And simultaneously while like seeking what you want, be respectful of the other person. Yeah, the communication. And, yeah, and like be invested in them as a human. Like I've never felt like this person wasn't invested in me as a human even though he didn't want to get serious with me. Yeah. He never didn't care about me as a person. Totally. And I think that is such a good skill for a man to have. And anyone because a fuckboy can be anybody yeah i kept the um fuckboy said genders anonymous <laughs> of my fuckboys, yeah. but yeah they weren't just men no. and you know what um i think the mark of a fuckboy as well is that they center their own feelings over recognizing that like there's mm -hmm. multiple perspectives at play yeah and i feel like there's a level of repression to a fuckboy where like they can't like it's allowed if you're just looking for a physical connection with a person like in your dating life like that's not not allowed but I feel like a fuckboy has like this shame about that that causes them to be deceptive about what they want true hurt people hurt other people mm. like I think it's that fuckboys are just hurt yeah I mean totally though yeah I think it's like even if it's not intentional that's impact over intention yeah yeah like, even if somebody's like, oh, I didn't realize I was ready for something. Or if they're like, oh, I don't um, want anything serious. But then they're like, oh, you're so different. Like, I'm not like this around other anybody else. Like, that kind of thing. Oh, my God. I feel like that they they I'm not like this nothings. with anyone else. We've all heard it. Is the, it's, that's the biggest run. Run. Yeah. Why? Say, why aren't you like this with anyone else? <laughs> like, my favorite thing to tell people <laughs> that I'm dating is like, I'm not different. I'm the same as other girls. Like, I'm oh, not. Oh, of course. They're like, oh, that's you know, like the biggest red flag in the world if somebody says you're not like other you're girls. different. Or like, I've never felt like this before. Really? You've never, you've never cared about a human before? That's not a flex to have never had emotions before. I agree. So, I'm sorry. That was just a deep no, no. breath because yeah, I agree. I know. And I said, exhausting. I feel like just recently I was saying something's not a flex. I'm like, I think sometimes people say things and I'm like, why are you proud of that? I would never, yeah, like things I would never advertise to someone include but are not limited to not having had feelings before. I mean, everybody's That's so had alarming. feelings before, but I know what you mean. Like, I yeah. think people, a lot of people bottle them up. Yeah. A lot of people bottle yeah. things up. And like having just become emotional for the first time, especially like if you're listening to this based on our analytics, you are in your mid-20s. 
I love that. And if you are talking to someone who's also in their mid-20s, even early 20s, and they have never had like an open emotional experience before, sorry, goodbye. I was actually just telling someone this the other day. Yeah. There's not two types of people in the world, people who are emotional and people who are not. There's one type of person in the world, which is people who are emotional. And then there are two types of ways that we deal with it. And it's being emotional, being in a truly emotional human the way that we all are, or repressing it. Right. But I don't think all fuckboys are bad. I think everybody is going through their own journey at their own pace. What mm-hmm. I think is that fuckboys are people that haven't done the work to heal themselves yet. Yeah. Like, I think boys. they're just not at that part of their journey. Yeah. And to me, in my mind, I think that's just not compatible with the healing that I've done. So I don't think yeah. that it's like a oh, fuckboys are the worst, like shame on them, they're doing all this stuff. I think it's a bunch of people walking around with their hurt that just like, it's one thing to acknowledge it and be like, I'm emotionally unavailable. It's another yeah. thing though to work on that, on like healing why. Yeah, yeah. You know? But I don't think that we should, like I think that I've experienced some people that kind of adopt that fuckboyness as mm-hmm. like a personality trait, right? Like, oh, I'm not emotional. Oh, I'm this way. Oh, I'm that way. No, you're not. Right, but I think that's you're different. You're dealing yeah. with hurt. yeah. Dealing with hurt is not a personality trait. It's not a permanent thing. Right. You should eventually be emotional. Right. I know yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, I think that's different than what I'm just talking about yeah. everyone that's a fuckboy. Like, yeah. that everyone, I'm talking like about a, the behavior and you're talking about people that right. like take that behavior, wear it and are proud of it and yes, like flex yes. it. Don't wear it. Yeah. Don't flex it. I know what you're it's saying. It's okay to be going through things. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's like a, it's not a Venn diagram, but it's like all fuck boys are going through things. Not all people going through things are fuck boys. Yeah. It's like there's a little circle. In the big circle of people going through things, there's a little circle of fuck boys. But they're definitely all going through things. Yeah, definitely. And I also think that it's important to add the caveat of not that I'm like want to give men the benefit of the doubt in general, but it's not just men. It's not just men and the patriarchy and toxic masculinity impose this like thing onto masculine humans that they're not supposed to be vulnerable, be emotional, be all these things and deal with their shit. And I think that's a lot of what creates a fuckboy pattern of behavior is um, being prey to, well, I mean, we're all, we're all affected by the patriarchy, but in that, in that way. I think that contributes. Yeah. Yeah. But not an excuse, just a way to understand. Yeah. I think of it like if you spill a glass of water in your kitchen Mm -hmm. and you acknowledge that you spilled something, Mm -hmm. but then you don't do anything to clean it up and you just let everybody come in and slip on it. means you're a fuck boy. Well, I mean, it means you're not, it's not enough to just acknowledge (laughs) Yeah. Your shit. Like, it's not it's about acknowledging boy. that you're a fuckboy or not. It's about, right. like, acknowledging that you have hurt that you need to work on yeah. and, like, heal. Yeah. In order to, like, show up as your best self. Yeah. And when you're not, you're just bringing people into your mess. And you keep inviting people into the kitchen and they're yeah. slipping and falling and hurting themselves. And yeah. you're just, like. And you're just standing there, like, you're like, I told you I spilled little water. Dance. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, I'm here with my spilled water. And you're like, that literally doesn't help, Chad. <laughs> not just Chad. Chadra. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what is a fuck boy? (laughs) (laughs) Maria looked up the, (laughs) Maria looked up the urban dictionary definition of a fuck boy and would not tell me until we started recording. So So there's several definitions here, but they really made me laugh. The first definition is silly, but true. (laughs) (laughs) A fuck boy is a boy who plays with girls' feelings and doesn't really like them and would say anything a girl wants to hear to have sex with them or to get something they want. Fuckboys know what girls want to hear, but they hurt so many girls. Once they are a fuckboy, they will always be a fuckboy. If you know a guy is a fuckboy, don't fall for him. Usually fuckboys are cute, so yeah. You usually can tell if they are a fuckboy by how they dress and act. He's a player and a hoe. yeah. So that I girl's going someone... through something. <laughs> Somebody get her a Diet Coke. <laughs> or a regular okay, Coke. So I don't know girl, why I said Diet. The girl that wrote that is going through something. Yes, here's definition two. But I don't think she's wrong. Like, <laughs> that's why I said it's silly, but also true. And honestly, this can, it does not just have to be a boy. I feel like I've said that a million times. But these definitions. <clears throat> okay, the second one. 
a boy, not a man, <laughs> who will mislead you into believing that they are different than others. They will put in a lot of time and effort trying to convince people that they're a good person, when in reality, they are nothing but scum. They started off being very sweet and convincing you that you're special, but that soon will change once they get what they want. They blame everyone else for their life problems, and they try convincing people that nothing has ever been their fault. They will be very manipulative and convincing, but do not fall for it, exclamation point. Why do they will lie to you about everything. Like a, they will like a che- warning label, like yeah. a pack of cigarettes. Like, <laughs> they will lie to you about everything. They will cheat on you more than likely with multiple girls. They will blame you for it and in the end only break your heart and disappear and then repeat the cycle on another poor naive girl. Fuck boys are the lowest type of scum that walk the earth. They are incredibly fake. <laughs> this is reading like... Um, a diary like the, and like the burn book from <laughs> yes that's how I Regina George is a fugly slut that's how I was that's her. what I was channeling thank you so much for my traumatic reading <laughs> that was my I feel like the second one started out much more boy. scientific and then it just devolved into emotion like a lot of like somebody else was hurt can you say it again because I think I was talking over you and I think that's a good I want people to hear that <laughs> it just started out like kind of scientific and then it like devolved into a lot of them. Are there more definitions or is that? It? No. That's, well, there are, but I don't. That's good. What's the third one? Okay. Just to, just to round us out. A guy who lies to girls so he can pull as much ass as possible. He thinks he's God's gift to earth and is usually pretty damn beautiful. He will lie to you about planning a future together. And then when you start to get too serious, he will ghost you. Fuckboys invented ghosting. (laughs) These are all so specific. They're all so specific. Pop off Urban Dictionary. There are some very... These are real stories that have happened to real people. These are... <laughs> it's like the, the law and order intro. Yeah, where they're like, these are, these are the stories. Real, so, yeah, these are the stories. <laughs> wait, what is... Wait. <laughs> oh my gosh, here we go. In the criminal justice system... <laughs> Fuckboy offenses are considered especially heinous. In New York City, the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious families are members of an elite squad known as the Special Victims Unit. These are their stories. I feel like it's like in the casual dating scene, fuckboys. <laughs> in the casual dating scene, fuckboy-based offenses are considered especially heinous. In all around the fucking globe, the de- these dedicated podcast hosts, Maria exactly. and Hannah, are detectives who investigate the vicious sins that wait these dedicated (laughs) podcast hosts marie and hannah who investigate these vicious sins are members of an elite squad known as the pleasure's all mine bum bum these are their stories bum bum (laughs) iconic so um that was so funny in our own (laughs) words what is a fuck boy I think a fuckboy is somebody who centers how they're feeling. Like they always want to talk about like things that have hurt them in the past and things that they're going through. Or, oh, I'm dealing with a lot right now. And they're oh God, not really also worried right about you and how they're making you feel. And I also think that there's somebody who really, really has poor communication skills. Yeah, I agree. I think that while these urban dictionary definitions are mostly comedic. They do have, they do make some points. Points were made. Um, I think that there's patterns of hurt and blame, like weird pa- blame and hurt patterns yeah. that happen with fuckboys. And there's a lot of deception and like saying what you need to say to get what you want, not because you just actually feel that way. That is a pattern. Or even if they do feel that way in the moment, not just like being honest about, I guess, whatever else they have going on. You right. Know? Like, even if they're like, I'm not like this with anybody else. Right. I like you trip me up. You make me nervous. You do right. this right. instead of being like, but, you know, just to remind you, like, I'm not looking for anything. I just yeah. 
am having these feelings you know like they wouldn't say that or they wouldn't be like and also some other people that i'm seeing also make me feel kind of nervous and trip me up (laughs) you know like they'll say all my partners everyone i'm seeing makes me nervous (laughs) but i mean like they won't keep things in perspective for you and they don't let you know oh things are starting to get serious with someone else like they wouldn't say that to you you know you would just know after the fact like your story yeah yeah um I feel like we should save like a big conversation on attachment styles for yes. a later episode, yeah. but avoidant dismissive. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Like fuck boys are avoidant. And, um, I think that's where like a lot of patriarchal toxic masculinity stuff plays into it. Like this, like you're different, you're different, you're different. Gotta go by. Right. And like the right. but I don't um, think it's just that because I'm working on healing and avoidant attachment style. Yeah. Yeah. And I know completely. a lot of gals that have one, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just a masculine tendency, but I do think there's like a lot of that um, plays into it and also just avoidant attachment and avoidant tendencies in general really like create that kind of atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. Like a fear of not being able to live up to somebody's expectations or not wanting to feel trapped yeah. or not wanting to feel like you like slip into something with somebody that's not like yeah. intentional. Yeah. And the fear of vulnerability that comes from recognizing and being open about being scared. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you get to be a fuck boy. No, but not everybody with an avoidant dismissive attachment style. That's true. Is a fuck boy. Yes. I do think it's important to mention that avoidant. I think many, if not most, fuckboys are dealing with an avoidant tendency or avoidant attachment, but not all avoidant attachmented, attached, avoidantly attached humans are fuckboys. Because all attachment styles, like, are allowed, right? Like, I'm totally an anxious, anxiously attached human. Yeah. Um, And I spend a lot of time being like, how do I get securely attached? Well, guess what? If you... If you're like in your late twenties, like you're not like part of that is always going to be with you, right? You're always going to be carrying that. And so I think it's important not to demonize any of the attachment styles. That being said, sometimes the, um, the like, uh, manifestation of a certain style can be damaging. Totally. That's why I said um, impact versus intent. Yeah. Like even if you're just going about your life and this is how you deal with things, Mm -hmm. which might not be in like a not that things are good or bad, but not might might not be in the healthiest way anyways, that really can hurt other people. And that doesn't mean that you were meaning to hurt anybody. Right. And that's why I'm not quick to demonize the fuck boys. Yeah. Um, Because like I said, I feel like it's people that just aren't on that level yet in their healing journey. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're not there yet on your healing journey, you can't punish yourself and other people for you not being there yet. I think that's what's important about fuck Totally. Boys. And I think they don't even realize they're doing that. That's no. why. I'm, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, how do we identify a fuck boy based on behavior and red flags and warning signs? Because even if we don't want to demonize them, that doesn't mean we want to, well, we're not demonizing them, but we can take a look at the behavior yeah. and we and can then, help people figure out how to navigate through situations yeah. with these people in and a way how that, to see it before it's hurting you deeply. Yeah. Or even yeah. if it is hurting you deeply already, like how to get to the other side of it. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we identify it? I think a few ways to identify in person. If you know them through like a friend of a friend, they'll have a reputation. Mm-hmm. There will be people that have stories. If you meet them on the apps, I think that's tougher, but you can tell by, I'm not a person that pays attention to like how quickly somebody texts me back, but I will pay attention to like if somebody responds, right? you know, like if they're leaving some of the communication and you find yourself having to like double text, if you feel like kind of forgotten by them or like they're not really paying attention to you. Mm -hmm. Um, If you feel like the communication is not great example, like if you were supposed to see each other Friday night. And you don't hear from them Thursday yeah. or Friday during the day. Yeah. You know, regardless. Especially if they then still expect you to come out. Right. Regardless of whether or not they still check in for that plan later that mm-hmm. night. Like, that's fuckboy behavior. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think that connects to just hot and cold behavior in general. If someone's like super hot and cold, I think a lot of times that corresponds with a a fuckboy attitude. Totally. But take a a look at your behavior too. Yeah. Because if it seems like they're hot and cold and it feels out of the blue. Are you hot and cold too? Yeah. 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 Yeah, Make sure that's not the vibe between both of you. Right. Or that there wasn't something that might have hurt them. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I think like... um, Otherwise, like nonsensical hot and coldness can be an indicator for sure. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And if you like, if they're not private about their other connections. What do you mean? Like a lot of fuckboys would be like private about their connection with you. Like they'll be like, mm. you know, they don't post. Oh, like I don't yeah. want to post together yet. Like, you know, like we're still right, getting right. to know each other, like that kind of thing. Like they right. might post you, but they don't post with you. Yeah. And if you see them out with other people or you see somebody else yeah. posting them, it's like. Yeah. Yeah. That's fuckboy behavior. Yeah. That's a red yeah. flag. Yeah. <laughs> I think that like just anything that is kind of confusing like that in a way that alarms you is like, I feel like people can trust their intuition and like if something just seems weird for no reason, it might be an indicator that like something weird is happening. Also, the the gaslighting. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm starting to feel really weird about us. And they're like, what's yeah. us? <laughs> like, oh, my God. I Yeah. What are we? Yeah. I don't know. What do you mean? What are we? We're just hanging out. Yeah. Or yeah. where they go, I thought we were on the same page. And then they say something that doesn't match how you have interacted mm-hmm. with each other. It's like, yeah. what? Yeah. Like anything that leaves you questioning yourself is not yep. necessarily gaslighting. But if you know for a fact certain things were your reality yeah. and then they say something completely different and they're like, no yep. way. Like, it's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anytime like you voice a concern or a need and they meet it with like confusion Right. Like if you said like, I just want to, you know, I just kind of, I feel like it's a good time if we've been seeing each other for a few weeks to like talk about what, you know, what this is going to be. And they're like, oh, what? I feel like that kind of like, oh, what attitude is fuckboy behavior. I feel like there's a difference though between confusion and what you're saying. I know what you're meaning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that when kind of like aggressive, like, like, what are you talking right, about? Like right. not like it's not, not like genuine being like, confusion. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Like defensive, weird confusion. Yeah. Like uh, I feel like a healthy confusion would be like, oh, like, I don't know if I thought we were there yet. Or like mm-hmm. we can definitely talk about it. Like I don't know how I feel yet or something. Right, that'd but be that's like, like fine. A, that's like an open, that's like feels to me more like a the other person is giving you the gift of letting you know that they are confused. Yeah. Versus a defensive right that's the word that i think is what you were saying like when they're defensive, like what what do you mean like right (laughs) right like (laughs) Like, don't be weird yeah 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 um i think that on apps and online um a really big red flag for fuckboy behavior is someone who criticizes women that they've never met and we talked about this with the apps, but like if your profile is like, don't come at me with blah, don't, no drama, know yeah. this, know that. Yeah. Mm-mm. I'm not an ATM. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not? Swipe left. I'm looking for an ATM. Thank you. Yeah. That's yeah. just so funny to me when guys say <laughs> Like sucks to be you. Um, what do you do if you've caught feelings for a fuck boy? Okay. Like we love him. How do we <laughs> help? I like the only feeling is love. <laughs> well, love. Like lust, once you like, have feelings, some sort of attachment, right? Some sort of like hopes and dreams where we start to feel kind of stuck in the cycle where we start to feel like the fuck boy may be able to pull his fuck boy shit on us and hurt our feelings. Okay. I have several tips for this. Okay. One is you need to think to yourself, if nothing about our dynamic changed right now, mm-hmm. like if they acted the same that they're acting right now and I acted the same that I'm acting right now forever, would I be happy? Mm-hmm. Like if nothing changed. When you are dating, think about the person as they are right now. Yeah, don't date Do the potential. Do not date the potential. You're dating them as they are right this second. Yeah, and the second thing you have to do is kill the hope. I know that sounds really sad and intense, 
but I find it to be really, really helpful. You got to kill the hope. They're not going to change. Like, mm-hmm. you got to stop telling yourself, like, oh, they'll realize, they'll change, they'll this, and maybe they will, but that doesn't mean that they're going to change for you. Like, yep. people can only change when they're ready to change for themselves. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, you got to kill the hope. They're not going to change. They're not going to be different. They're not going to come around. They're not going to grow feelings for you overnight. Just, you have to release that and you know let what? that go. I had this conversation with my therapist today and it was a huge breakthrough for me. I was telling her about a situation I've been in. So I've had a pattern with my relationships of specifically masculine humans who have avoidant tendencies, who we meet, we connect, they freak out. And in their avoidance, they treat me badly, treat me in a way that I do not want to be treated. And in a lot of those situations, I've tried to sit there and can teach them how to treat me, right? I've tried to like advocate for myself and say, please be this way with me, please. And it's never worked. And I've been through a lot of hurt and I've grown a lot because of it, but it hasn't been like comfy. Like it's been shitty. Yeah. Can and, I pitch in real quick? A yeah. side note. Uh-huh. I never tell people how to treat me. I just yeah, notice the energy and if it lines up with what I want. Then we move forward. And if it doesn't line up with what I want, then I got to go. So recently I um, made things official with a person that I've been seeing. And (laughs) you reacted the exact same way last time. Um, No, it's good. Oh, I was like, did you want another sound? Ow, ow. Ow, ow. Um, (laughs) And like as we've been getting to know each other, we had a moment where... Like they got a little scared and got a little avoidant. And I said, Mm-mm. like, I got to go. Like, we're going to separate from each other for this moment and because I don't like the way that this is like, I don't like this. And they were like, oh, I just realized that if I get avoidant that you won't spend time with me. And so I'm going to get it together, basically. And um, I was talking to my therapist about it. And I was like, it's crazy because I kind of practiced like some detachment from them in a moment where they were not giving me what I wanted and needed. And I said, okay, then like you need to take a break and I need to take a break. And then they absolutely adjusted. And I think... Before, I was thinking about partnerships and about people like, like, don't expect people to ever adjust. Like, just take them as they are and they will never change. But that's not totally true. People sometimes do adjust their behavior. But what you have to do is think about whether your actions, not your words, but your actions are condoning their behavior. Because I've had so many times where I have been with a person who has not been treating me the way I wanted to be treated. And I sat there with them and tried to explain to them verbally how I wanted to be treated, but I was still physically right there. Like my actions were approving that behavior because I was still pushing and still seeking them and still pursuing them. And I learned this week that like the moment I say, my actions are going to match my words and that I'm not going to keep pursuing someone who's not treating me in the way that I would like to be treated, that person immediately learns their lesson, like immediately learns that they need to adjust in order to be connected with me. And sometimes they do like, not that people are always, you know, not that people are always going to adjust and not that people are never going to adjust, but what you have to do is practice detachment from that because you cannot sit there and convince them to treat you differently if they're being a fuck boy. I agree. And I think a tough pill to swallow is that people only treat you how you allow them to. Yeah. And I think once we're able to look at that within ourselves, like it seems like you did, which hello snaps breakthroughs. We love them. Um, Once you do that, I feel like you kind of get your power back as a person and you realize, okay, like this person's not making me sad. I was allowing this person's behavior, like I was allowing myself to be like, what's next to this person as opposed to me deciding for myself that I don't like this and I want to detach. And I think Mm -hmm. it's really important, um, a kind of caveat or a nuance to detaching like that is like you really got to be ready for if that person doesn't adjust to just walk away. 
Yep. Like you can't pretend to like you can't do it wanting a certain reaction. Right. You have to detach from the outcome like we've discussed yep. before and you have to decide, you know what, no matter what for me in this moment, I need to ground myself and I need to take space and I know what I want. And if this person's not going to offer that or not going to adjust to that, then yep. goodbye. Yeah, and the practice is sitting there and thinking this person is saying whatever thing or doing whatever thing to me right now. And do I want to be okay with that or not? And if I'm not like, I'm going to practice walking away from that, not in order to get them to do anything, but the right person will see that you said no way, Jose. And, and they will adjust. Yeah. And, but yeah, but the person you're with is not a fuck boy. Right. And that's why why they did that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I don't like a good example of like a healthy. They're amazing. Yeah. Um, And I don't want this to sound like we are in any way um, putting the onus or uh, the burden on victims of abuse or manipulation to um, like save themselves from that. I that is a deeply difficult thing and I don't want anyone to ever feel like if they're trapped in that kind of cycle that it's their fault for not leaving but it right just but I is think a separate practice and just yes, being yes. somebody that's dealing with a fuck boy like yes, if it's not yes. abuse yet or like right. it, not yet but if it's not there's a difference between abuse and somebody being callous with your feelings yes and I just want to make sure everybody knows that yeah we what are we're talking about is not abuse yes somebody being callous with your feelings and you allowing them to go back and forth and treat you hot and cold you can walk mm-hmm. away from and mm-hmm. I am telling you get up and walk away walk away girl <laughs> strut away strut away yeah. um yeah so I think and pour know, into yourself I think the more that you build up your self-worth the more you treat access to you as a privilege and not a right to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's okay to take space and ground yourself. Yeah. Just something I worked on with my therapist is make sure that when you take distance from somebody, it's that you're centering yourself and figuring out what you want to do next. And you're not using your silence as a weapon because then you're centering them. Right. And it's not about them. It's about you. Yeah. And um, your life is about you. Your life is about you. And I feel like that is, the theme of what do you do if you have already caught feelings for one is refocus and bring it back to you. And also I feel like this is a theme of our podcast is approach this with an abundance mentality, because if you're thinking about this person, like this fuck boy is the only person that is going to give you the time of day, then of course you're going to be okay with whatever they're giving you. But if you remember that there's a bajillion people in the world who want to talk to you and that this person may be taking space away from the next person who's going to treat you well, then it becomes a lot easier to detach because you know that there's the possibility of being treated well. And I feel like a lot of us approach relationships with the mentality of like some people are lucky and some people are not and some people just meet someone who treats them perfectly and some people don't and that's not true that's not how it works whoever you are I don't care like I don't care if I've met you I don't care where you are what stage of life you're in there are people in the world who will treat you well and so you don't have to have that scarcity mindset and having an abundance mindset when it comes to dealing with someone who's not treating you the way you want is going to be really helpful because it's going to allow you to kick him to the curb and strut away. Kick him to the curb. Yeah. Or her or them. Yeah. Kick them to the curb. Kick them um, to the curb. How do you give, get over it? Okay. I've been waiting for this one. Me too. So something that I feel like has been a big part of my personal growth lately is not internalizing other people's shit. Mm. Somebody, so this is the part two to that story that I was telling earlier, Mm -hmm. how the person was saying like, oh, I didn't know this, and they were gaslighting me and saying all this stuff. That night, I was pretty annoyed. But honestly, the next day, I, (laughs) I meditated on it, as one does. And I was thinking about it, and I thought, you know what? This person is going through shit. Mm -hmm. And that's not an excuse for their behavior, but this is their shit to work on. I didn't do anything wrong. 
Like I was like, this is their issue. And like the way, like their attachment style is theirs to navigate through and learn about. And the way they reacted in this situation, like obviously triggered some like fight or flight in them. Mm -hmm. And they had a lot of emotions about it. And I thought in my head, like, oh my gosh, like, you know, the instinct is like, you want to help and you want to explain and be like, I see that you're hurting and I see Mm -hmm. what's going on. I see that like, you didn't even want how you were acting. Like you didn't want this result, you know, but Mm -hmm. you can't mother people. Like you have to let them everybody's on their journey their own journey so you do not internalize other people's shit give it back to them yeah you know yeah like it's their issue you being treated like that by somebody is not your issue yeah so you don't you don't need to carry that you don't need to wear that yeah and that's why i feel like ultimately like i'm totally fine with this person because i'm like that's i'm like none of that was like my shit to carry that's their shit yeah and I, i hope they like start to heal you know i hope everybody heals honestly um and something um, else oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> is that I feel like I really stood my ground and defound, like defended myself and was firm mm-hmm. in my stuff. But I wasn't like a bully or super mean or like, yeah. you know, like I stayed true to myself in the yeah. situation. Yeah. And I feel like I kept my self-respect because of that. And it helped like build up my self-worth. Yeah. And then another thing was that what I ended up doing was like the next day. After I medit- like after I meditated and thought on it, I went to the person. I saw them like out, and I was like, "Hey, like I'm really glad you're here." Mm-hmm. Like I just felt that in my heart, yeah. And I was like, "I um, I still feel like you were an asshole, and you did hurt my feelings." But I was like, "I realized that my actions, like after the fact, really did hurt you." And I was like, "I'm sorry." Yeah. I was like, "I want you in my life, and I feel like if we can navigate through this, we can be pretty close." Yeah. And so I just spoke from the heart and. Honestly, I didn't know how they were going to react to it and I didn't care. Like I was just like I'm going to be brave and like take this leap and like honestly, if they never wanted to talk to me again or something like that, that would be fine cuz how they were acting before is not behavior right. that I'm choosing to associate with. Yeah. But they like accepted that and they were like me too and like they said sorry again to me too and like I felt like that is what they wanted and now I feel like we're totally 100% fine. Like I feel absolutely fine. Yeah. Uh. The definition of unbothered and hydrated and You're so beautiful hydrated. and beautiful, so beautiful. <laughs> I'm always beautiful. <laughs> um, I feel like my response to this question is kind of controversial, but um, I don't think that you have to get over it. Like, I don't know. I feel like maybe this is just me being a Taurus um, or just me being like a very sensitive human. I've never really understood the concept of getting over things and I've never really gotten over anything in my life. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like, can you elaborate? (laughs) It's not to say that I'm like holding grudges, um, or like routinely or daily, like on a daily basis, like bothered by things that have happened. Oh my God. It's nine 30. I'm dying. Um, (laughs) It's not that I'm like, yeah, it's not that I'm like bothered by these things all the time, but I feel like sometimes when we put pressure on ourselves to get over things, we end up being under the things for much longer. And one of the most important things that I've done for myself over the last few years is start to just let myself sit in pain, including dumb pain, like including dumb little stupid things that I get my feelings hurt over or like dumb little one-off things with some fuck boy that makes me upset right like I'm constantly getting my feelings hurt you know this about me like I'm literally the most sensitive person (laughs) ever and part of what has lowered the stakes on my sensitivity is my ability to let myself feel and yeah so if you're feelings are hurt by a fuck boy then like it's probably because you got your feelings hurt and like you should let yourself just feel that and you don't have to get over it you just have to sit there with it and I know that that's hard but one of the other like really important things I feel like is a a growth like moment for me recently has been that like We're only ever hard on ourselves about pain and about having our feelings hurt because we think that our job in life is to stop pain or prevent pain from happening or that some at some point we're going to get to a place where we stop being hurt. But the truth is that like life is the most beautiful and painful 
thing. This has gotten so deep. I'm so sorry. But no, you're totally fine. It's just we're so different about like, yeah, things. But I accept you fully. I think that the acceptance of the inevitability of pain makes it so much less of a threat for those of us who are very sensitive, who are always getting hurt. Yeah. I mean, you have to feel your feelings in order to release them. Like, I don't feel like I'm sensitive at all but i am like emotional and i do feel like i allow myself to feel whatever comes through yeah like i saw something the other day that was like saying your feelings are like clouds in the sky like just let them pass yeah and i feel like for those of us who are especially sensitive we can kind of feel like maybe there's some way to stop being this way you know no i don't feel like that so i'm somebody who's not sensitive i know but i'm saying for for those of us who are Okay. It can, there can be this temptation to like figure out how to stop pain and you can't. It's just, it just happens. Yeah. And on my end, as someone who's not sensitive, but does identify as emotional, I feel a lot that like my feelings are not me. Like mm-hmm. my feelings are thoughts that I have. Like there are things that I hold and I hold them for as long as I need to. And then I re- let them go and I release them. Mm-hmm. And that helps me. Like, I don't feel like you have to get over something necessarily, but I do feel like you've got to release it at some point. Yeah. Or else it's going to poison you. Yeah. You deserve to be happy. Yeah. And I think part of, for some of us, part of releasing it is allowing ourselves to feel it fully. Everyone has to feel it fully before mm-hmm. they release it. Not yeah. some of us. Well, I just think well, <laughs> some think, of us, I guess, feel it deeper and longer. But <laughs> but we yes, all got to feel and, it. Well, and some of us have to like consciously work on allowing. Oh, true. The full true. feeling. Like yeah. for some people, the full feeling just occurs. Yeah. Maria just like <laughs> shot me finger guns from across <laughs> the podcast studio. I was get like, it. You're bisexual. Yeah. Thank you. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I think it's just like if you're a person who tends to want to protect yourself from pain by not feeling or by getting over things really quickly, the way to get over things is going to be to actually allow yourself to feel them. And I know that that sounds – and if you're hearing me say that and you're particularly upset by that piece of advice, it probably means you need to do it. Like if you're like feeling so attacked by someone saying you should just feel it, um, then you – Let's all feel together. Let's cry. I love crying together. <laughs> I would okay. never do that. <laughs> A group cry? <laughs> what? Every time <laughs> my partner says to me that like they're feeling any type of emotion, I text them, did you cry? <laughs> I always say, did you cry? And they always say no. They're Sagittarius, so they never do. Um <laughs> Picturing a group cry, <laughs> like or just everybody's crying. <laughs> so, how do you know if you're a fuck boy? I would say you know you're a fuck boy if in all the interactions that you have with people um, romantically, it ends in a dumpster fire (laughs) or it always ends with them like being very upset with you, then I think you need to kind of reflect on your behavior. And that doesn't mean that you for sure are a fuckboy, but that can be a telltale sign. And I think if you're used to centering yourself, um, Mm -hmm. like you should always put yourself first, but I think that's different than centering yourself. Yep. So I think if you're used to just worrying about you and the narrative and not the other person, like if there's always a villain when you tell a story or mm. there's a, like a story about like a dynamic, like a romantic dynamic. If you don't not have everything's a, single, a relationship. Yeah. If you don't have a single like ex and by ex, I mean like anyone you've been involved with ever that you have a positive or at least neutral relationship with. That's worrisome. Yeah, and none of these things individually make you a fuckboy, but it's, together? It's this whole story. It's the whole story of the Goldilocks and the three bears of the thing. Yeah, and if you're if when you crave intimacy or someone to hold space for you emotionally, you feel like you have to hook up with someone to get that. Or if you feel like when you hook up with someone, you cannot have space for them and they cannot have space. Like, it yeah. either way, you know? If you feel like it hot like... Like if your first Any thought intimacy, is like, don't get attached. Right. Like your first instinct is like, don't get attached. Don't attach to me. Like this yeah. isn't going to be anything serious. Like yeah. with everyone that you're even remotely <laughs> interested in. Yeah. 
then I'm not handing saying, you a mirror. I'm not saying I'm not a fuckboy, but I am saying that if you have the opposite <laughs> tendency of me, which is to never tell someone that you'd love to see them again, you might be a fuckboy. <laughs> that is so funny. Or if you find yourself with a lot of situationships back to back to mm-hmm, back. Mm-hmm. Especially when the other people are not like fully into the situationship. Like if you're like yeah. with a bunch of people who also want more from you. Of, like if you yes, feel like everyone, everyone wants, wants more from and you. And you're like, a stop falling in love with me. <laughs> Um, like, yeah, well, no, not so how do we <laughs> respond to fuck boys? How do we deal? I would just echo my advice from earlier about letting their shit be their shit. Like, don't try to work on their stuff for them. And if you recognize like how somebody's treating you and you don't like it, then just remove access to you. And if they feel like you are worth it and they want you to be around, then maybe they'll voice that or maybe they'll never talk to you again. But at least you'll have your answer. I guess. And honestly, be ready to like walk away. Be ready to be on your own. It's better to be on your own. There's no friend or spouse or crush or anything that's worth you feeling shitty about yourself. Not because of your own actions, but just because of how they're acting or feeling like you're not good enough or feeling like you're a second choice. Like, please, please, please build up some self-worth. You're nobody's second choice. You deserve to be somebody's first choice. You're our first choice. You're our first choice. You're Pam. You're Pam. You're a first choice biatch. Yeah. Um, I think that my favorite way to respond to fuck boys, and this is like a little comical because I feel like you do like when you feel like you're getting got by a fuck boy, I think making a comedy routine out of it is like a really good way to deal. Oh my gosh. (laughs) No, honestly though, like when a guy's kind of being shitty or a person, but it's honestly, if we're being like statistically, it's like, I get it mostly from men matching the energy and finding the humor is helpful to me. And I also yeah. feel like matching their energy is a good way for me to alert myself that they're being a fuck boy. Like I mentioned this in one of our episodes where this guy messaged me on Hinge and said, not trying to date, but blah, blah, blah about your profile was so funny. And I said, don't worry, I'd never try to date you. And I think like this was a more egregious offense. So I would have noticed either way. But sometimes fuckboy behavior can be so sneaky that you don't realize what's happening but if you mirror what they're saying to you back to you it can be really illuminating so like when um the guy that i told the story about from the beginning was like oh yeah i don't really like think we should see each other anymore um i used this line i learned it from tiktok and i literally said yeah, I was thinking the same thing, but I figured I should give you a second chance. Anyways, bye. Because I was like, if I match that, does it sound... It it helps me understand that it sounds awful and that I don't want that. And it reminds me that I really do not want that to be the thing. And I think like fems like me who tend to be emotional and anxiously attached have a tendency to respond to fuckboy behavior with like, let me fix him. And if we practice almost like a mathematical thing, responding to their energy with the same energy, it it will help like bring to light what's actually happening. And, yeah. and um, somebody with a different attachment style, just from my perspective, I match the energy in the sense of if I feel like somebody's not prioritizing me, then mm-hmm. I won't prioritize them. Yeah. Like in terms of like making plans and like the level of communication, that kind right. of thing. But I feel like no matter what, I always want to make sure I'm prioritizing like pouring into myself and staying yeah. true to myself. So like I don't do like um, things necessarily the same way as you, but I respect it. Yeah. Yeah. I think – um Overall, the thing here is when responding to fuckboys, care for yourself. Yeah, stay true to you. Yeah. And if you do not in that moment know how to stay true to you because that's a practice and that's a skill, try matching their energy. And I think it'll bring it'll bring some some things to light and like it'll bring some clarity. Yeah. Yeah. Um Maria, what is your intention for this week? 
My intention for this week is to be present and to let myself have things. I had a meeting go really well earlier today (gasps) and I didn't try to um play it down too much like i was like that went really well i think and then i was like yeah it did go well and i want to be present i don't want to be stressing about what's happening tomorrow what's happening or something that happened yesterday like i just want to think and i want to say too that um I feel like I was able to find a really good common ground and a friendship with the person from my story. Yeah. And I feel like it was like a happy ending. <laughs> like I feel really good about it and I hope they feel really good about it too. Um, you know, and I hope they he- continue to heal. I mean, we all are. All yeah. of us, like all, all of us are time. human. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that I despite being an anxiously attached person, I was noticing some like avoidant moments that I was having um, because I am having an experience of someone treating me really well. Um, and like we had the little moment that I talked about earlier in the podcast and then they like fully adjusted and it was not something I've ever experienced before. Like I've never experienced advocating for myself and having the person respond in the affirmative. And so I am practicing not I'm practicing being like mindful and staying in the moment and not being freaked out and not trying to predict the future and trying to like ensure that I will never ever be hurt but rather just be in this moment and allow myself (sighs) sorry (laughs) like I'm focusing on being in this moment and allowing myself to take the evidence that I have of what's going on in this present moment and rely on that, knowing that if I turn out to be wrong, that all I did was do my best and I don't need to predict the future and I don't need to be a detective. I just need to be a person. I love that. Yeah. And also finish the semester strong because we're so close at the end. You got this. Yeah. Um, Well, thank you, Maria, so much for being here with me today. Thank you, Han. I love thank you. Thank you for being here with me. I love you. And thank, and thank you, Pams, you Pams, for being here with us. <laughs> so at the same time, we love you so much. We love you. This has been Maria and Hannah with The Pleasure's All Mine. Yes. Our audio engineer is Gus. Thank we you love so Gus. Much, Gus. Thank you, Gus. Thank you for all of you. Thank you to all of you yes. for listening to our podcast. If you want to send us your stories, questions, Please feedback, do. et cetera, our email is pleasuresallmindpod at gmail.com. And please remember to rate and review us on any of wherever you stream your podcasts. Yeah, all the stars. All the stars. We're stars. Can we have some stars? Yeah. Give us a little bit of stars. Yeah. And thank you again. This has been The Pleasures All Mine. Yes. We'll see you next week. Bye. Love For you. now. <laughs>